You can clap. You can say amen. You can cheer. <laughs> there you go. That's too. That's too much. That's too much. Like when the the, the preacher gets done with the sermon. <laughs> well, good morning, everyone. So good to see everybody out there today. Um, first thing we have to do is kind of apologize for your bulletins. Some of them are a little wonky this morning. So please know that we got rid of our big copy machine. And we got a little copy machine, so we're still kind of working to learn the ins and outs of that. So we're sorry, but we'll get it fixed. We'll get it figured out eventually here. Um, and the next thing we're going to do is ask Sheila to come up, and she's going to give us a little bit of information on our retreat that we had yesterday and what we did and where we're at. We went to uh, Riverside Retreat Center in Dundee, which... Mike and Susie own. It was a beautiful, beautiful setting. We had a really great time. There were about 13 of us. We did a little icebreaker um, with Bible trivia, and we realized that we don't know much about the Bible. Um, but we had fun, lots of laughs. Um, then we went into an activity where we looked at a list of about 30, 40 different things in the church, and we narrowed that down to five things that we think are important and kind of make up the church. So this is what group one came up with, group two, and group three. And I'm going to put post those in the gym. But basically, we all had Jesus, God, Holy Spirit as what, and we grouped things together. Um, children, youth ministry, Sunday school, outreach, fellowship, shut-ins, newsletters. Um, preacher and worship, and small groups. So we maybe didn't say it exactly the same in each chart, but in essence, we had the same five main things that we think make up the church or should be our priorities. And then we broke it down into three goals for this year. And we just gave them a quick title, Children, Outreach, and Small Groups. In the gym you'll see we have a chart paper for each of those three things. We did a little brainstorming in regards to what kind of things we might be thinking about in regards to children and youth ministries. We did the same thing with outreach and small groups. What kind of small groups would we maybe like to see? Your part, we're hoping that you will sign up for one of these three groups that you're willing to work on and we'll direct you once we have our groups together as to what your expectations are. But our focus this year, we want to be children and youth, outreach, and small groups. So if you've got any questions, ask any of us. Raise your hand if you were there yesterday. Feel free to ask any of us, um, and we'll try to help give you more direction. Thank you. Okay, now, thank, thank you, you're so kind. Now, I'm going to parent y'all, okay? You have been invited to a process 
to bring this church alive. Please accept the invitation. Okay. If you want to see a ticked off pastor, <laughs> refuse the invitation and just sit and complain. Okay? The co- what, what Sheila just said is we can't thrive without the work. Okay? I think you all know in my time here, I hate, I hate parenting you. All right? But this is one of the times that I'm going to. I wish you all could have been there. Because the process was fun, it was intense, and it was productive. All right? And it was fun. (laughs) And one of the things that came out of the process was people who had known each other for years discovered that they really didn't know everything about each other. And found out some really cool things about how they wanted to see the church grow and how they wanted to see the church minister. Not just to other people, but to them. Okay? We're going to beat this drum. Won't beat it to death, okay? But we're going to beat this drum, okay? The parent is leaving. Okay, if you would like to join me for the call to worship, and you can stand if you are able. O God of love, we come bound in all our humanness to meet with you and to worship. Free all of us who are terrified by fears. Free all of us who are afflicted with diseases. Free all of us who are worn down by the troubles of life. Bring us courage, healing, and strength today so we know something of the peace, blessedness, and joy of the kingdom that is coming. And our first hymn this morning is number 89, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee.
Please, please. I'm interrupting. I apologize. No, no, no. I think it's you. You think it's me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Welcome one another. <laughs> Celebrate our peace. <laughs> Good morning. Pe peace be unto you. Thank you and unto you. You hold it up? Oh, I am. Good. <laughs> good morning, good morning. Good morning. Just so glad you're here. Glad you're here. Good morning. How are you doing, man? Okay. You too? Are you too bored? <laughs> are you too bored? <laughs> it, it's 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 okay. How are you doing? We'll take it. I will. <laughs> what a noisy bunch you are. You let us off our Hey. Once again, the preacher's holding things up. Please take the moment to look at your insert in the bulletin. Okay. Number of announcements there. Um, plug in. Okay, plug in. I keep telling this, this church, okay, it's a good thing you all don't do anything. Also, take a moment to look at, at the prayer requests. Okay, remember those of our number who, who are not well. 
okay? Remember those of our number who are not well? And, okay, remember those that are on the prayer list? Um, you may or may not know that the congregation does have a prayer chain. All right? It's text-based. Also email. Okay? If you, are, if you are interested, okay, please talk to us. Please remember our world. Please remember our nation. Please remember our state, our village, our church, each other. Not only remember the needs, but take time to celebrate the joys. Okay? Take time to celebrate the joys. One of the... Did I ever tell you that I'm a depressive? Okay? And one of the strategies for survival as a depressive is to focus on something good. Every day. I'm going to put you on the hook, Jody. Next Sunday, we're going to have an interview. Okay? And the interview is going to focus on how one person, okay, deals with joys. Okay? How one person deals with joys. Let's bow together in prayer, shall we? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Sue. Happy birthday to you. Let us pray. Blessed Jesus, what can we say? You're here, and we're glad you are. Help us, O oh Lord, to act as though you're here. Not just rushing to you with our wants and our needs, but sharing with you and each other our joys. Oh Lord, some of us struggle with our health. Some of us struggle with our age. Some of us struggle with things, oh Lord, that we never thought would come our way. Thankfully, you do not leave us alone. Lord, remind us you are here. And remind us, O oh Lord, that we are here. Sometimes we turn to you and say, why did you let all of this happen? Why aren't you doing something about it? 
And often your reply back to us, if we will listen, is, I sent you. I sent you. What are you doing? Oh, Lord, whether joyful or troublesome, let us be about the work of your kingdom. It is that kingdom for which we pray every time we join our voices together in the words you taught us to say. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Could we take just a few moments in silence to listen to God? For God speaks in his turn during prayer. Amen. Uh, stand if you are able, and we'll read the prayer for Christian unity together. Our God, who has given us our Lord Jesus, the Christ, Give us what we need to wake up to the great dangers we are in by our unhappy divisions within your church. Take away all hatred and prejudice and whatever else may hinder us from godly cooperation in building your kingdom. There is but one body and one spirit. There is but one hope of our calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, who is the creator of us all. So may we all be of one heart and of one soul, united in one holy bond of truth, peace, faith, and charity. Let us with one mind and one mouth voice the good news of the kingdom to the glory of God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now if you'll join me for the Gloria.
They have to stand. Are you going to rock or not? Will the children come, please? There's room enough for everybody. The floor is big. Yeah, there's a lot of people today. Yeah, that's good. That's good. The Sunday school teachers are beside themselves. That's a good problem, is right. Okay, so how are you doing? You doing okay? That's not. You, did any of the big people ever talk to you about rhetorical questions? Okay. A rhetorical question is something that a big person asks somebody else and doesn't expect an answer. <laughs> okay. Do big people ask you rhetorical questions? No? That's good. Yes, they do. Okay. Now... Are the big people making you crazy? Yes. yes. Yeah. Big people listen. Big people listen. Are the big people making you crazy? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. All right. 
when the big people make you crazy, okay, remember the big people have the same problems you do. Okay? Remember that? I know it's hard. But they have the same problems you do. How's, if you're in school, how's school going? Is school going okay? Yeah. Yeah? No? People giving you trouble? Teachers giving you trouble? Yeah. Yeah? Both? Yeah. Okay. Okay. We can talk. If they are, we can talk about it. You don't have to keep it all inside. Okay? We can talk about it. All you can say. You do makeup? Yeah, You did makeup? Yeah, You did it by yourself? Did mom know you did it? Uh, she did? Okay. <laughs> now, we're going in. The magic hat's empty this morning. The magic hat's empty this morning. Let's see. Would you hold my bunny, please? I'll ask for bunny back, but please take care of bunny. Frog. Okay. Let's see. What else is in here? Koala bear. I'm going through this like mad. And whoa, good hands, man. Be nice to each other just because you're related. All right. What? Do you, do you guys know how to juggle? Okay, well, I'm not going to embarrass myself this morning. Okay. We're going to talk about technology. Well, hey. You do? You know, one of, the, one of the things that's been interesting, it, wa watching you, okay, what kind of music do you listen to? You had a good jam this morning, man. What, what, what kind of music do you listen to? Okay. What kind of music do you listen to? What's your favorite song? I got a smile. You afraid to say it? <laughs> you know, you 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 know you know you're like you're being like kittens. You know that? You you know how you know how to drive a, a, a kitten crazy? You put you put a dot on the floor. You got cats? 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, on one hand, okay, this is something that we can play with, but we need to be careful with because you don't, you don't flash this in your own eyes or anybody else's. Okay? Now, this is something that if you, when we're done and you look at the big people, okay, most of the big people, when they were your age, this did not exist. Okay? It's a laser. All right? And lasers can be fun, but they also are useful. This one, this particular laser doesn't do it. All right? But, okay, if I want to know a straight line to that wall... That's the straight line to that wall. If I want to know if this is straight next to the ceiling, okay. We talked to the big people about a thing that was part of their growing up. It was it's called a plumb line. A plumb line is how. In the good old days, people used to decide that, that walls were straight. Okay? Now, now we use lasers. And you will get to learn how to use lasers that way. Life is going to be full of things for you to learn. Okay. Yeah. Yes, they are. Yeah. Well, even toy ones aren't, aren't always the best for you. But we're, you are going to be in a world where this is one of the things that you'll have to learn. But there's one thing that doesn't change that you need to learn. And that's how to take care of yourself. We often talk about loving ourselves. Loving ourselves in a good way means that we don't hurt ourselves. Okay? And we need to learn to love others. That means that we don't hurt them. Okay? Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard when people hurt us. We don't have to let people hurt us. That doesn't mean that we fight them and hurt them. Okay? Sometimes it means that we get a big person. Okay? Sometimes it means we get a big person. Please remember that. Okay? Please remember that. Remember remember to be to not hurt people you love. That means mom, dad, oh, brother, sister. Okay? Jesus came to teach us and show us how to love one another. 
And our goal is to be like Jesus. Okay? Let's have a prayer, shall we? Lord Jesus, thank you that you came to show us how to love one another. Help us to do that every chance we get. Hear our prayer. Amen. Now, could I have my bunny back, my frogs back, my panda, or my panda back? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can keep... Oh, I even threw a mask. Um, that's, that's a reminder that we're supposed to take care of ourselves and other people. Okay? I'll, everything come back? All right. Ms. Lisa has a gift. No, that one... That one's my, my desperate stress reliever. Please may I have my minion back. Shirley? <laughs> Good catch? Yeah. Cool. I'm good. I need, I need to practice this, David. I agree. Whew. Nice crew. Nice crew. Okay. Now, a little commercial before we go on in the service. All right. If you have a chance to... See the movie about Mr. Rogers? Watch it. If you have a chance to read the book about Mr. Rogers, read it. Why? Most people don't know Mr. Rogers was a Presbyterian minister. He did not accept a full-time pulpit because he felt his call was to minister to the children. And he knew that the next generation of children would have television as the focus of their lives. And he wanted a loving witness there. Hmm. You went quiet. Now we're going to take money.
Father, Lord, we thank you. We thank you because you've been generous to us. We don't understand everything that's happened to us or around us. But there are those places where you've been excellent. You filled our lives with good stuff. From those blessings, O oh Lord, we bring back to you our gifts. Take these gifts, bless them, and use them to build your kingdom. Hear our prayer. Amen. Our hymn of preparation for this morning is number 170. Sung. You may be seated. We'll get you rocking yet. I think that you know how the sermon program usually goes. All right. I read a short scripture and then you have homework. All right. Sermon focus for this morning is Romans chapter 8, verses 28 through 31. We know all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn within a large family. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. The word of God for the people of God. 
thanks be to God. Okay? Your homework is to read the rest of chapter 8 and be confused. Okay? Part, part of, of the history of, of chap, the church's history with chapter 8 is whenever the church has talked about predestination and God's will, this has been where the church has gone and totally misread the text. <laughs> I think I could get one amen out of you. <laughs> okay, now, confession. Yesterday totally screwed up my sermon. Okay, I had, I had an example that I was going to use, okay, because friends had come and visited, all right, which, you know, we sort of expected they would come but weren't sure, okay, uh, and the wife of the couple had a story about something that happened just before they arrived. And so what happened was, they went and they visited a church. They're, they're a pastoral couple. They've retired, but they're a pastoral couple. And they went to, back to a church that they had served 20 years ago. And, of course, things had changed. All right? And they were taking a tour of the church. And they passed this table in a hall. And the congregation was downsizing, so they were putting stuff out on tables, hoping that people would, you know, take it away. Otherwise, it was going to go in a dumpster. So, her name is Kay. Kay is walking along the hall, and she's walking past this table, all right, and this silver plate catches her eye. Okay? This silver plate catches her eye. And she's not sure the reason it catches her eye. She leans over to Merlin, her husband, and says, that's a communion pattern, a communion plate. She went over and she picked it up. All right? Flipped it over. Wrote the goop off the bottom so she could see there was an inscription. Rub the goop off the bottom so she could read the inscription. The plate had been a gift to her at her ordination. She'd been missing it for two decades. It had been under a plant. It had been under a plant. Pure luck, right? Chance. Okay? Yesterday, what screwed up my sermon was this. Okay? As we were going through the, the, the planning process, okay, conversation turned to one of the things that we want to do is we want to do small groups to help people with their health, eating, exercise, and so on. And one of the things that had come up was cardio drumming. Okay, some of you know what I'm talking about. 
cardio drumming. Okay? Some of you have done it. All right? Some of you have done it. Mostly ladies. I think that the ladies that do it, okay, imagine that that, that, that ball is their husband's head. Bad, bad preacher. Bad. Anyway, Jim Strickland was there, okay? His phone rings while this conversation is going on. He excuses himself. He comes back with his phone in his hand a minute or so later, and he says, that was somebody calling me asking to use our gym for a cardio drumming group. Chance? Hmm? Chance? Okay. Stop. See, now I'm all confused with my sermon because nothing's fitting. Okay, I'm telling all of you this so I can ask this question. How is it that those two people, okay, visited the church they'd served in the past, walked by a table with a patent sitting on it that had been hidden under a potted plant for ages? How did somebody, okay, that Jim hadn't talked to for a while, decide to call and ask to use the church's gym for cardio drumming, okay, a couple of minutes after the planning group had just talked about it. How does that stuff happen? Okay, how does that stuff happen? Now, how is it that you're here this morning? Notice I avoided the question, why? How did you get here? Hmm? How did you get here? You got? You've been taking too many lessons from your preacher. Not necessarily the right ones. (laughs) How did you get here? What was it that worked together to bring you here? How did you show up? with Clinton Church in the first place. Choir, God, okay. Say what, Bill? The bishop sent him. I can't claim that one. It was the DS. Bishop didn't want to deal with me. (laughs) Okay. The situation could be explained by mere chance. In the cosmic crapshoot, it just so happened that our friend stopped by the church on that day and walked by that table. In the cosmic crapshoot, okay, that person that Jim knew, all right, dialed him up to inquire about using the gym. All right? In the cosmic crapshoot, it just worked out that you showed up here. It was all pure luck. Or it could be explained by fate. 
okay? It could be explained by predestination. Whatever powers that be worked it all out that our friends would show up, that that person would call Jim, the power, whatever powers that be made sure that you would be here right now, someone or something bigger than us all made sure right now would happen the way it's happening. Either way, we come off not having had any choice in the matter. Think about it. Think about the way we think and the consequences of it. The two things that I just described, we didn't have any choice in the matter. We end up being victims of something or someone bigger than us. Chance, fate, God, or whoever ends up making all the decisions. We end up just being pushed or enticed here or there. We end up not being responsible for ourselves or for each other. Okay? You will not hear scientific determinism from me. You will not hear predestination from me. Whoever God is, God gave us a gift. And the gift is the gift of choice. The gift of choice. God doesn't micromanage. One of the, okay, how, how, how to say this. I try to be like God, but not in the way most people picture God. All right? I drive the leadership of this congregation nuts. What should we do, Mike? What is God leading you to do? What do you want to do? What can you live with? Folks, we're free. That's what freedom means. Freedom means we have a choice. There's a different way of looking at, at that verse, God works all things together for good. The Coffee with Mike group this morning got my take on it, okay? You can think that God keeps his finger in by predetermining everything, or you can think of God as having invented fertilizer. What's fertilizer? Farmers? Hmm? It's manure. We can't, we can't use the S word. Can't translate the S word into Methodist, but okay. It's the basic ingredient of fertilizer. God invented it. All right? When we talk about God dealing with everything, God doesn't let anything go 
to waste. We still have our freedom. We still have our choices to make. All right? Sadly, what we do in relation to God is we put God in, in, in we treat God like mom. Okay? We do our thing and then, okay, God, you clean it up. Moms, don't you appreciate it when the kids do that? When, 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 when I was in the long-term care world, I would, tell, I, I would tell employees of the retirement community, your mom doesn't work here. Your mom doesn't work here, okay? God makes sure that everything goes to waste, or doesn't go to waste, okay? I'll get it straight. But God, all right, doesn't want to spend all the time cleaning up after us. What is our picture of God? People, ourselves. Mostly the picture we have isn't a good one. It's a picture that puts a ton of blame on God. It paints a nasty picture of people, including ourselves. When, I, when I'm talking with young people, okay, used to be teenagers, adolescents, now it's pre-adolescents, because children are sophisticated way younger than they used to be. Okay? The difficulty that they have with God is the difficulty we have with God. I'm going to clean this up, all right? The picture we present of God is that God is a cosmic jerk, a cosmic bully, someone who doesn't cut anybody any slack. Most of us, the picture that we have God, of God is the same picture that in Eastern religion people have of karma. You get exactly what you deserve. And the young people, why would they be interested in a God like that? Okay? Most of, mo most of, most of you who are parents, did you ra raise your, your kids to, to live terrified of everything? Huh? Uh. Uh-uh. If God's a cosmic terrorist, why believe in him? That's when we have to answer people. That's when we have to communicate to others. That's when we have to live. If you haven't noticed this morning, I've been going into parent mode more than usual. Okay, often what we think happens in our lives shows that God doesn't love us. We think that God doesn't care, but we're wrong. We forget an important truth. It is not love to do for someone else what someone else can do for him or herself. 
I just screwed with your picture of parenting. It is not love to do for someone else what that person can do for him or herself. Okay? You know what the result of doing things for other people that they can do for themselves is? I heard it. Enabling slash addiction. Ouch. God is not a micromanager. God's not a helicopter parent. God provides opportunities to do good and to experience good. We decide whether we will take them or not. We decide whether we will make the best of them or not. One of the meanings of God works all things together for good is this. God keeps giving us opportunities. The question is, what are we going to do with them? Will we recognize them? Will we see them as opportunity? Will we blow them off? Will we not make the best of them? Or will we do what we can to do good with what God's put within reach? People have asked me over and over again, what, what does God want me to do? And my reply invariably is, what's within reach? What's within reach? God doesn't want us to do everything. Okay? God doesn't want us to do everything. God wants us to do what's within reach. What's within reach for you? I can't answer that. What are you seeing? What are you hearing? What are you noticing? God not only makes opportunities for good for us, God always stays in touch with us. One of the things that did my heart so much good yesterday was how are we going to stay in touch better with each other in this congregation? God always stays in touch. Okay? God always knows how we're doing. God helps us. However, God doesn't do for us what we can do for ourselves. Okay? I love that little, little, little phrase, or that little saying. Um, I know that, that, that God, God won't give me more than I can handle, but I, wouldn't, I wish that he wouldn't trust me so much. Okay? We're not helpless. God doesn't want to make us helpless. There is no luck. There is no fate. There is no micromanager God. There are just people who don't see God given opportunities. This is confession, folks. I'm not just shaking a finger at you. There's three of them pointing back at me. There are just people who don't listen to the Holy Spirit guiding them when life gets hard. God is the ultimate recycler. God doesn't let anything go to waste. 
Even when we mess up, God can turn the mess into fertilizer. Things may be nasty, but they can also be the stuff that helps us grow, get stronger, or get clear. If you're careful, okay, and you take a look at the bulletin every week, every week since I've been here, there's been at least one mistake. Huh? I know. you, Lisa, you and Sheila and Luann have done an excellent job, okay, trying to make sure that they're not there. But I try to make sure there is. Okay? It, co- it, comes, it, it comes as a holdover from, from being exposed to Native Americanism. Okay? You ever, buy, you ever look at a quilt that's made by uh, a member of Western tribe? There's always a mistake in it. Okay? The rationale is don't be perfect because it will make God jealous. Okay, anyway. God doesn't let anything go to waste. Even when we mess up, God can turn the mess into fertilizer. Things may be nasty, but they can also be the stuff that helps us grow, get strong, or get clear. We are human. That means we make mistakes. That means sometimes our decisions are bad. That means sometimes we lose our way. God doesn't turn off his love for each and every one of us just because we mess up. I'm having trouble because I'm reliving a little over 10 years ago. My brother shot himself. All my life, I'd been trained that if you kill yourself, you go straight to hell. When I hung up the the phone from my sister, when she gave me the news, I turned to my wife and I said, I'm going to the garage. No matter what you hear, don't come out there. And I screamed big time at God. And it wasn't nice language. And when I was done screaming, I felt like I heard the still small voice saying, Mike, do you think that just because Jeff forgot how much I love him for 15 minutes, I turned off my love for him. See why I stopped? God still loves us. How is it that we're here? However we got here, whatever we had to go through to get here, we are here because God gave us this opportunity. It's up to us to decide whether or not we will make the best of it. What will it mean to make the best of God-given opportunities? Will it mean that we get past ourselves to put God and others first like Jesus did? 
God is ever present. That means in our here and now. God gives us opportunity after opportunity. He doesn't let anything go to waste. God is on our side. That doesn't mean that God will do everything for us. That doesn't mean everything will be easy. It does mean, however, we are never alone. It means that we can ask ourselves the question, if God is for us, who can be against us? We get stuck in our lives sometimes, like a car stuck in the snow. And mostly we want God to get out and push while we sit and steer. When was the last time you were stuck in the snow? Who had to get out and push? Okay. That's not the way God works most of the time. Most of the time God says, look, you got us stuck. You got us stuck, you get out, you push, and I'll steer so we can get going again. I'm getting chuckles. Okay? Am I, am I hitting close to home? Okay? The stuff and the people around us are the raw bits and pieces God uses to make us more like Jesus. What goes on in our lives is what God uses to make opportunities for us. Each opportunity is there for us to find strength, truth, beauty, forgiveness, justice, healing, and love, both in ourselves and in others. There is no chance. There is no waste. There's simply God asking us over and over again, you going to work with me here? What are we going to say? Amen? Thank you. Closing hymn is 474. If you're able, would you stand?
Benediction. Benediction. <laughs> Please join me for the benediction. Lord, Lord let, let us, us know, know you love us and, and want us to love others. others. Let, let us leave with something special about us, sustained by God's love, directed by this time of worship and celebration, and energized for a life of Christian service. Amen. coffee. I don't know if there's other goodies, but there is coffee. There are goodies. Woo! Thank you all for being here, and thank you for putting up with me. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you, so. Let's make the most of this beautiful day, beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, would you be mine, could you be mine, won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please, won't you please, please won't you be my neighbor?